The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Zeitgeist Lab Collections from Itchy Grundle Podcast. In Collection 3, Brian and Alex metaphorically traveled north to Canada to investigate the Canadian content that seems to be pervasive everywhere. This is Episode 10, The OBGMs, The Ends. All right. We are here for another fine episode of the Zeitgeist Lab Podcast Collections. I think I said that wrong. I am your co-host, Alex. I think you did say that wrong. And that is my co-host, Brian. What the fuck is up, Brian? (laughs) What is going on? Not much, man. Can I put a little more... You know, oh, like intensity in it. Maybe I won't get criticized so much about these sorts of things. Like, what the hell is going on in Madison, Wisconsin? Who's criticizing you now? Everyone's criticizing me. Everyone? I'm constantly being slandered. Constantly being slandered? Wow. And everyone has me. Everyone everyone has me second guessing everything I'm doing. I spent all day today. There were like three or four times today when I was so close to tweeting something poop related from our account and all I could hear was your voice in my head telling me that that's not what you want our podcast to be about. (laughs) I mean, it just wasn't going to get any likes or anything and you know, it just sort of alienated people. (laughs) I mean, isn't alienating people what our online personas have been about for the last three, three or four years? Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I'm used to it. You're making a good point. All right. Well, then it's open season on Plop. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, what what is what is happening this fine evening? Are you Did you enjoy your holiday? This is our first recording session since Thanksgiving. Uh, it was okay. It was okay? Yeah, it was just me and my brother and my parents. Yeah. No, no big family arguments or anything. Like, did everyone remain calm? Um, my mom still doesn't know how to use proper pronouns for my brother's fiance. Oh, so that was fun. Okay, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, she she just grumbled something about our generation. Mm-hmm. And it, and yeah, was it just like awkward because she was using them wrong, or did, like your brother get all upset at her, or like? Yeah, it was just a, it was just a fun back and forth to watch. Great. Yeah, that that's fun. I got to have a conversation on Thanksgiving about um, why I think sensitivity training might be important for one of uh, one of my relatives' employees, who sounds like he. He could have used it, but uh, my my uh, my family thought otherwise. So apparently, there, oh. there, maybe, I guess there is just something wrong with our generation. I guess we're too sensitive, or right? Yeah, I got I got to watch a whole hour long video today. Oh, okay. About not sensitivity training, but like being inclusive and microaggressions and things like that. Interesting. It was actually kind of interesting. I bet it was. You know, I I'm gonna choose not to mention who I work for just because I'd rather not put anything at risk. But it's a 
very small company, and so they don't have a lot of um, like official training videos or materials. So I'd be interested to see in like a normal sized company or large company how onboarding has changed in the last you know two to five years, just with all of the all of the things happening in our society. Yeah, this is the first time where I've like had to watch something like that. Do you think it was so, beneficial or do you think it was just like a company doing like paying lip service to the idea that this is what we're supposed to do? I don't know, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Alright, well. Anything else we need to well, okay, how about this? We're this is episode ten of season three. We're talking about CanCon. So we're two-thirds of the way done after this episode. Brian, how are we feeling about Canada? Do we, have we learned anything about Canada? I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind going there. You wouldn't mind going there? I wouldn't mind staying there for a long time. Forever, maybe? Just to... Uh... Oh, I just got a notification from um, 155 Podcast. They just did a shoe exclusive. Oh, wow. Okay. Gee, I wonder where they where got that they idea gotten from. Idea? Yeah. Huh. That's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, what was your question? Uh, I don't even remember. Those are shocking revelations. Those are shocking revelations. For once, we set the trend. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't. I don't know that we have anything else to go over. Um, should we hop into to our regular segment? Welcome to the Grundle. Yeah. Let's pop. Yeah. Are you going to give your cat, oh, cat a hit off that me. pen? Yeah. Do you want? Do you want some? Well, she looks interested. Yeah, let's hop to the Grundle. All right. Um, well, I don't even need to look at the Twitter because we only got one response today. I reluctantly tweeted this from my break. You reluctantly tweeted it? I thought this is like your whole thing is getting this information from our listeners. Yeah, but I was in the break room and there's people behind me. Oh, I see. I don't want them to see me, like, write the word Grundle in all caps. <laughs> well, who's looking over your shoulder that closely? My God, that's a small break room. I don't know. Besides, they will know that a Grundle is a group of things. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, we only got one response. Sorry, my roommates are being loud. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what they're talking about. Um. Anyway, um, we got one response from Jordan Lane, friend of the pod, good friend of the pod, good, very great supportive. Friend of the pod. Yeah, absolutely. He's always retweeting us, posting us. Absolutely. Check out his podcast about ADHD. Um. He wants us to talk about crabs. I I didn't ask if we, I didn't seem to be specific. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if he's talking about the uh, crustacean or the venereal disease. Mm-hmm. So pick, uh, we got we got to pick and choose, I guess. Okay, I will take the. I'll talk about the crustacean, and you. Why don't you talk about uh, pubic lice? Okay. So do you want All to start, right. or should I go first? You can go first. Okay. Well, I think that crabs, uh, the crustacean, are a great animal. I, of course, am from Maryland. It's where I spent my my youth until the age of five, so I go back frequently. They're, of course, known for their crabs. Uh, But I'm not picky. I like the crab legs at Red Lobster, so obviously I'm not fancy. Um, I like to dip them in butter. It's one of the few things I won't dip in ketchup if you try to to have me dip crabs in ketchup i'll probably smack you so that's something yeah i mean usually i will dip everything in ketchup but no not crabs crabs just go in butter and um i like mr crabs i think he's great i could use some more and i think mr crabs can relate to that so i'm all for crabs of the crustaceous variety nice um yeah so I don't really know much about crabs, the venereal disease. Um, the last person I did had herpes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That didn't last long. The herpes? No, I'm pretty sure that lasts forever. No, the, the relationship didn't last long. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I took took some risks there. Mm-hmm. You're talking about um, with the herpes or just like... Like emotional risks, just all, all, all of the above. All of the above. Okay. Oh damn, your roommates are being loud. I can, I usually can't hear them. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> did we, did you figure out what they're talking about? No. Why don't you take your phone out there and find out? Should I just yeah? Should I do like a man in the street interview? Yeah, well, they don't have to know, because this isn't a video podcast, so like, if I can't see you, it's fine, but you'd go out there and ask them like, what the hell they're talking about, and then we could have a recording of it. I mean, you've been at this new this new place since the beginning of this season. I think it's time we introduce some new characters, you know, switch things up a little bit. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm too, afraid. I'm, too, I'm too afraid of everyone to try that. You're too afraid. You know, I was scrolling back through our Twitter the other day because, you know, why the hell not? And I missed a tweet from you uh, probably a few weeks ago at this point where you said you were too high to have had to have a normal conversation with your roommate. Mm-hmm. That's a true story. Okay. That happened, and I tweeted it. And so, like, he was just, like, asking you how you're doing, and you just felt too high? Like yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> now have you broken their toilet anymore? Is what I'd want to know. Or have you have you steered clear of lying about your plops to them? Um, someone else busted it, someone and I got else? blamed for it. No, I someone else clogged it, and I got blamed for it. Oh shit! Immediately. Immediately, well, you do have a reputation, especially that you lie about it. So, <laughs> I never lied about it. 
That's true. I guess you just pretended like you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Okay, well, do you have anything else to say about crabs, the venereal disease? I don't think I said anything about crabs, venereal disease. Okay, well, hit us with some crabs knowledge. I guess, well, I, I, I preface this by saying I don't know anything about it. I never had it. Don't know anyone with, with it. All right, well, Jordan, that's that's what we have to say about crabs. I'd be interested in how people decide what they want us to talk about. Yeah, that was a kind of, kind of a random one. I guess I don't Jordan. know if you saw it, because it was like maybe just a little while ago, but Buttermuffin seemed very excited about this, because he responded oh, to yeah. Jordan and just said, yes. Well, hopefully he wasn't disappointed. Hopefully not. I don't think it's possible to disappoint a muffin. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about another Canadian band. and The OBGYN. The OBGYN, mm-hmm, exactly. So what do you know about the OBGYN? I had never heard of this band before. Okay. Well, okay, so it's actually, I mean, obviously that's a great joke, Brian, but most people have probably never heard of this band either, so we should probably clarify that it's the OGBMs, I think. I don't know if it's BMS or BMs. I think it's BMs because it like O-B- o- OBGM is all capitalized and the S is lowercase. It's always bowel movements with you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's the uh, OB. Oh, it's OBGM, not OGBM. I don't think it's BM. See, this is bad. OBGM. Is it right in front of you? It is now. The OBGMs, because it stands for the Ooh Baby Gimme Moors. That's extremely stupid. <laughs> no offense uh, to the band. I have to say I would I would agree when I first looked them up. And what's really strange is, uh, at least according to the Wikipedia, it's the O oh Baby Gimme Moors, but the like O is spelled O-O-O-H-H. And it's the second O that is capitalized, as if that's where they get the the name from. So it's not even like the first O of the word O. And I don't know, maybe it's the Ooh Baby Gimme Moors? I I don't know. Yeah, if there's more than one H, I'd assume it'd be Ooh. Well, there's yeah, there's three O's and two H's. Oh, that's definitely Ooh. So okay, so it's the Ooh Baby Gimme Moors. I think so. And with the second O being capitalized, is it like the the ooh baby gimme mores? Is it like that? Like you're supposed to say it all creepy like that? I think just you. <laughs> just me. Yeah. That's just a me thing. Yeah. Right, that's fine. Um Okay, so this says they're a punk rock band. Is that how you would describe this sound? Yeah. Yeah, I was really I was really surprised by this record. Okay, yeah. Give me what were your thoughts then? Like, what did I guess you said you had weren't familiar with them? So, based on the name, which you thought was just letters, what did you mm-hmm. think it was going to be like going in, and, and were your expectations met? I guess I had no expectations whatsoever. Okay. Um, I thought maybe it was going to be some more boring indie rock or something. Okay, were you kind of where it was like a little part of you hoping it was more folk rock? No. No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I, I like. I have like a really bad like, like how do I describe it? Um, um, I have like a really bad thing about folk music now. Cause that's all they book here. It's like folk, bluegrass, Americana, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh-huh. It, it, it that's what takes up the big theater space really? here. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Why is that? Madison's like a the college town. It doesn't strike me as a college type of music. Yeah, I don't know. And no one no one books rap anymore. Like it's we have like this huge theater called the Sylvie. Uh-huh. That's been around for like two years now. And like, um, well, that means that for most of the time they've been there, it's just been shut down, right? Like live music has been dead for a while. Oh, not two years, but like maybe three now, three or four. Okay. And like, that's all they book there. That's like, you can be getting so much rap there, but no, they're just too racist and afraid to book rap. You think that's what it is? They've only booked white rappers. Okay. And is this is this how... So I've just got to ask, was it like this before the pandemic? Because things have been weird since the, like, the pandemic ended, and I don't know what booking shows is like now, or what, what artists are even out there, or are you saying it was like this even before COVID? Oh, yeah, but it's worse now. Okay. It's just like jam bands and stuff. So are you saying that you would not be surprised to wake up one day and find out that um, Great Big C had been booked in Madison. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know what kind of pull they have here. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it, is, it is stupid bullshit like that, yeah. Like shit I've never heard of. But then I look it up and then it's like the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. So I have a huge thing against folk music now. Because that's all like people want to hear in Madison, I guess. Might be time but, to get um, out of town then. Might be time to find a new city where folk rock is discouraged. Well, everything gets booked in South Lake, Salt Lake City. What's up with that? Every tour comes there. Uh, I mean, we're right along I-80. We're right between Denver and Reno or Denver and San... Like, if, if your tour is on I-80, there's no good reason not to stop in Salt Lake City. Even like hardcore bands are touring out to Salt Lake, and then I can't name a single hardcore band from Utah. So, I I'm trying to think here. I I can't either. But someone at my work, I saw, is telling me there's like some rivalry between like Reno hardcore and Salt Lake hardcore or something. I I don't know. Yeah, that could be. Hard, that could hardcore be is not my thing. So, I, I, I actually. It's completely now my thing because last episode we talked about Panty Christ and now I'm a, I'm a huge hardcore head, so I should know, <laughs> I should know all this now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Salt Lake City, I mean, I know you weren't there uh, for our guest spot with Grant Lawrence, but if he's listened back to it, he claims that Salt Lake City is like the best, one of the best cities to play a show in because uh, we're all so repressed that it makes us just go absolutely fucking insane at concerts. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, what did you think of 
the the album The Ends by the Ooh Baby Gimme Mores. Are you gonna say creepily like like that every time? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh baby, um, gimme mores. Oh gee, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I like I went into this not knowing what to expect and mm-hmm. like, like most things you've had me listen to. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, I got like the first song. Like I was kind of like not blown away, but like, like it really piqued my interest because it was like the dude was like rapping. Right. I was like, I I thought, oh, this is gonna be some like punk rap rock thing. Mm -hmm. This is right up my alley. Right. This is like the album I didn't know I needed. And then. Um, it wasn't like that. It was just more of like a kind of punk thing. Okay. Um, like for the rest of it. And I thought it was pretty good. I, f- I feel like they only know how to write one song and they just kind of wrote it like 10 times. Okay. Or nine times, like not counting the intro because that was different and misleading. Was there an intro? Yeah, that the the the, the aforementioned punk rap rock thing I was talking about. That was the intro. I guess I don't know if it was like called intro. It was just the first song. Well, but I, um, what? Nothing. Nothing. I understand what you're saying now. Okay. But yeah. Um. It was it was pretty good. Um, I like that it was short. It was only twenty three minutes long. Yeah, I listened to it twice. Wow, because I had time and I fell asleep the first time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was really good, but it like it took a little while to grow on me. This wasn't one of the ones like I, I just life's been so busy lately. I didn't have time to listen to this on repeat like I did with. Um, albums like Great Big C or The Weaker Thens, but I did finally get around to listening to this a few days ago, and the first time through, I could definitely see what you're saying. Like it all kind of sounds the same. Uh, I couldn't really differentiate much. But today I listened to it two or three more times. I had a long drive to take, um, so I listened to it both ways, and then like that's when I kind of was able to start picking it apart. And I thought this was really good. I could definitely see. Like the that first song, uh, Outsa, I, I guess is how you pronounce it, is, is definitely the the most unique one. Um, but I, I thought I thought they were all really good. I especially really liked um, the last three songs. First of all, I think the song name Karanos is a great name for a song, mainly because I, I didn't I didn't catch the lyrics too closely on that one, but I like to think that Karanos is like a a cereal that Karens eat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought To Death and Move On were just both really solid songs. But then even going back and listening to it again, like Fight Song, I thought was really good. Triggered, um, Who the Fuck Are You? Like I just I thought this was a really solid album all around. And I think um, it's one of those ones where you don't love it immediately, which is okay. Like I think a lot of times, at least in my experience, albums that you love like immediately often don't hold up or that it's just because it's so generic that your um your ear is kind of used to that sound so it's sound like it's uh, it's got like a pleasing 
taste against your palate, I guess, and then it becomes boring quickly. So the fact that it took a few listens for me to get into, I think, is actually a good thing. Because once I did, I could really see the value, and I think it's, um, I, I think it's a really great album. Nice. Speaking of sounds you get used to, is that a new recording of the of the cat's food? Yeah, he now says uh, meow meow food. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, the other day Delaney got in there and she pressed the button um, and recorded nothing, so it was just silence. So I had to have Miles re-record it, so the cats had something to listen out for. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounded new. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a little different these days. Um, so the. Ooh, baby, gimme mores are from Toronto, Ontario, um, for those who are keeping track of what regions we talk about. And yeah, this was their 2020 album, The Ends. Um, so it's just a little over a year old, which means it, can, it kind of came out in the middle of uh, the pandemic. So as such, there weren't like a lot of live videos from any of these songs, unfortunately. Damn. But um, you may be interested to know that the band was formed actually back in 2007 and it started out as a hip hop production duo. So that might be where you're, uh, where we're getting some of like the rap feel to it. Well, I mean, like you said, there was rap in that first song, but yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, a more hip hop oriented sound sometimes. Like one of the things that struck me about that first song, in addition um, to what you said, was just like a really cool rhythm part on the drums. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what their older stuff sounds like. Maybe I'll go. Like, is this their only album, or is this just just the newest one? It's the newest one. I don't think if they have other ones, they're not all on um, Spotify. But they do have a self-titled album from 2017 that is on Spotify. Okay, yeah, I'd be I'd be interested in going back and listening to that. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this is the first thing in a long time that we've listened to that I've been like really into. Yeah. And um, it says here that because they are black Canadians, they were often booked on like uh, what Wikipedia calls urban music bills. Oh. Struggled to get under the punk scene, which I guess is where they feel like they belong. And I think based on their music, they're more, that's, you know, they belong on like a punk bill. I'm not sure oh, yeah. what an urban music bill is exactly, but to me that sounds like racial coding. Yeah, that that sounds like something Madison would do. <laughs> they would have something called urban, like an urban music bill. The only yeah, like the only club, not even a club, because it's it's college kids that are booking rap in Madison. That's like the only place that'll do it. Now is it? easy to get into booking in Madison? Because I know it's something you said you've done. Like, did you have to work hard at that? Or is that something like a lot of people do? Because you're saying there are college kids who are booking rap. Well, I was booking at an illegal venue, so. Oh, okay. Anyone can do that. Illegal in what way? Just like it wasn't licensed or illegal because it was like an open Yeah, it wasn't wasn't licensed. It was a DIY spot that people, like, you had to, like, keep the address a secret. Okay. But okay, was it like an opium den or like a, a no? Stash it was a bike house shop. Or... No, a bike, it was a bike shop. shop. Okay. Yeah. So, did you ever do any legitimate booking? No, not at all. Okay. How Although, you... if I was, if I did the college thing, I probably would have. How did you get into booking then? 
Um, I just heard a band on the internet, and I was like, hey, you guys are in the Midwest. You want to play a show in Madison sometime? They're like, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I just, I just decided I was going to do it. And how did you find the bike shop to host them? Like, was it was that already like a known venue? And you were yeah, like, that hey, I was I've got this to. band. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so when you do that, did they give you like a cut? No, I mean all the money goes to the touring band. Oh, like okay. for example, this band was driving from Pittsburgh to Madison. Gotcha. And it got moved twice. So the show started at the illegal venue, but then too many people showed up. So I mean, we had to move to a is bar. This where, is this the story where you get blackout drunk? Yeah, yeah, I've told this story before. <laughs> you have, was... yeah. Yeah, so I guess the only other thing to say was that this band got a little bit bigger when they got booked, or they were selected for a Budweiser ad campaign. Ooh in which they were told they were being interviewed for a documentary film on undiscovered independent bands. But when they arrived at the interview venue, they were in fact immediately offered the opportunity to play for a packed house comprising of the largest audience they had ever played for at that point. Damn. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Although I, w- I wouldn't want my music in a Budweiser ad. Well, why not? This little Budweiser sucks, and it's a commercial. I wouldn't want my music to be in a commercial. Okay. Even if that's how you can get your like, like if someone offered to put us on a commercial for Budweiser, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, maybe the podcast. Yeah. Just get us on there talking about uh, Grundles or something, or like. Right. Yeah. We'll, we should do a Super Bowl ad. Do a Super Bowl ad? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it can be a Super Bowl ad unless it actually airs during the Super Bowl. Who's who's gonna who's gonna do a Super Bowl ad with us? I don't know. My mom might be in a Super Bowl commercial though, oh, for really? like lo- like the lo- one of the local ones. Oh, okay. For for what for, uh, for her for job? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, her the law firm she works at. Oh wow. Yeah. They're doing a a local spot, so she might be in one of those commercials. Okay, can we buy a local spot for our podcast at the Super Bowl? It's going to be local to, well, we have to figure out if it's going to be local to Utah or local to Wisconsin, whichever is cheaper, I suppose. Well, I I don't know. How do you find these things out? I don't know. I'll ask my mom. Okay, because we could do a commercial. We could, yeah. Speaking of uh, us making money, patreon.com slash pod. I have have no (laughs) idea anymore how to even try to talk about our Patreon. Yeah. um, It's only $3. It's the price of a fancy coffee. And good self care. Some of our best work's behind the paywall. All of our best work. I don't know that. I listened to the 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 McRib one. <laughs> it was good. I, I I still don't know if that was good podcasting or not. Speaking of which, okay, that's a good point. I I don't know if it was good podcasting or not. I don't know if anything we've done in the last fifty two weeks is good podcasting or not. But what I do want to say <laughs> is that people. That are like I really hate having to take it to people that are paying us money, but people like Danny 
and Butter Muffin can absolutely get fucked for raking me over the coals about asking for a ginger ale at McDonald's, okay? I don't think it's that unreasonable to want to go to a McDonald's and get ginger ale. Yeah, I feel like that's a very, like, reasonable thing. Thank you. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, that's fucking insane. What do you mean, ginger ale? And, like, Butter Muffin compares it to ordering a loose leaf tea at McDonald's. Like, what the fuck? Come on. No, like, a ginger ale is pretty common. Exactly. Very common drink. I mean, it should be at McDonald's. All right, well... That settles that. Yeah, this is a rare moment where I'm on your side. Or yeah, something. I'm going to take that. That's pretty odd. <laughs> All right, well, I found like one live video of this band from this album, but there are a couple other ones that maybe we could check out. All right, so cool. Let's get my screen sharing here. Okay. All right. So the one, the only live one that I found from this album is uh, the song "All My Friends." So this is "All of My Friends" by the Oh Baby, Give Me Mores. <laughs> that just sounds more erotic each time. <laughs> oh, and here he's. He's talking about the track here. The track is about trust and not trusting myself. It's kind of like Stalman and the Louise a little bit. Whereas uh, if you're going in the right, if you're going in the wrong direction, well, at least you're going with your people, even if you're driving off of a cliff. Now, is that good? Is that bad? I'm not sure. <laughs> but but we're going. We're we're going. We're driving. Sound less punk live. You think so? In a I good way so, or yeah. a bad way? Uh, I don't know. Not not like in, in, in a neutral way. I'd say. Okay. So it's not like they sounds suddenly sounded like a folk live. band or something. What? I said it's not like they suddenly sounded like a folk band or something. No. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. Like one thing I forgot to say earlier is like. I don't know if I was just in a good mood when I listened to this. Okay. And that's why I like it so much. Okay. Or if it just surprised me. I don't know. Were you in a good mood when you listened to it? I was. Okay. So maybe, I don't know if that's like painting my take on it. Yeah, I don't know. 
just trying to see if there's any other live videos. I know there's nothing else really from this album that I found, but I'd like to see what they're like live. Yeah, I feel like that, like, because where were they performing in that video? I don't know, because it was just part of a CBC documentary, so I'm not sure. It doesn't really say where they were. This is a this is from five years ago. This is a performance of This Is Not a Live Song from the Thera Rock Sessions. This is not a live song. That's punk. To say to say that's the name and then the perform alive. Right. Yeah, not a live song. Bienvenue dans le studio blanc de Paloma à l'occasion du festival This Is Not A Love Song. Nous sommes en compagnie d'Obi James pour cette session Ferra Rock This Is Not A Live Song. Bienvenue. Welcome to the White Studio for this um, This Is Not Live Song session. We are with uh, Obi James. Oh, maybe the Welcome name of the it. session is called This Is Not guys. A Live Song. So it looks like this name of the song is Pill. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, this is so She said, I get around. Don't get the wrong idea. I can we love myself too loud. That was a lot noisier than I thought it would be. <laughs> they really, they really got they got like a nice noisy sound. Yeah, yeah, no, I I like that. Just trying to see, find another like this is a twenty nine minute video. So I'm trying to find another song. Des images qui étaient euh, très rigolotes. Alors c'est juste parce que ça vous faisait rire et que c'était bien fait. Ou euh, comme en France, quand on uh, fait euh, une, une musique pour une pub, ça ramène pas mal. Okay, was it just for fun or just because of that? But uh, we go. They just do like one song and then have it in your room. Not a love song. Ça, ça va pas avec. Okay, got something coming up here. Our songs with you. OBGM. Nous sommes des OBGM. Nous n'y avons pas des amis. Fire. 
Yeah, and I mean, that was five years ago, so maybe that's just kind of what their sound was back then. Yeah, maybe they're evolving their sound. Is this a band you'd go see if they came through Madison? Um, uh, probably not. Probably not. I wonder if they have played here. I feel like they have. Oh, really? Maybe. It looks like right now they are on tour mainly... Oh, they'll be in Cleveland on March 16th. Nothing in Wisconsin, though. They go Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Minneapolis. They bounce all around uh, uh, Wisconsin, but they never make it. But I'm sure you're used to that, right? Yeah, I'm used to band skipping Wisconsin entirely. Yeah, it doesn't say if they've played here before. Wait, what's the name of the band again? Oh, baby, give me Moors. O-B-G-N. No, it doesn't look like they've played here. Okay. Where do you go to check that, anyway? I just Google the band and then Madison. Oh, gotcha. Let's see if they've ever played Salt Lake. I'm sure they have. There's nothing scheduled for their next tour. Live Googling. I'm not seeing anything in particular. Live Googling. All right, well, I think that's that's all I've got. I wanted to highlight this band because they're Canadian. Uh, they they are they have minorities, which is one thing I was looking for. That's why I talked about like Panty Christ, you know, women hardcore. Um, these are uh, black punk rockers, which is it should be more common. I feel like it's uncommon for all the wrong reasons. So I wanted the chance to highlight. Um, it's more common things. now. Yeah, it is more common now, um, but I, th- I feel like it should be more common. Um, so uh, that's kind of, that's kind of all I've got, Brian. Do you have any final thoughts about? Ooh, no, but baby, to tie it all give together, me more. No, but to tie it all together, the band I booked was called Minority Threat. It's called Minority Threat. Yeah. Okay. And they're all black. Is that like a supposed to be a play on minor threat? Yes, it is. Okay. Wow, yeah. good job, Alex. The only reason I even know thought of that is because this first return I got when I googled the OBGMS Salt Lake City 
is uh, someone that says a band called Sea of Troubles equals Minor Threat plus the OBGMS. So don't be too impressed with me. I had just barely read the words Minor Threat right before you were talking about a band called Minority Threat. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's it for, for this week. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. The Zeitgeist Lab Collections Podcast, hosted by Brian and Alex, edited by Polly Alex, executive produced by Pam Blurry for Itchy Grundle Podcast.